It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to hour number two of the expanded Inside Sources. Great to be with you from one to three every weekday here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and as we begin the top of the hour, it's time to do what we always do at the top of the hour, and that is for us to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, challenge our assumptions a little stronger, and of course, when necessary, disagree just a little bit better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So a lot has been made over the last couple of days, really, in terms of the National Republican Party as it relates to the services of Representative Liz Cheney out of Wyoming, currently in the number three leadership position in the GOP back in the House of Representatives. And many people have made this out just as a simple battle between those who are for former President Donald Trump and those who are looking for a different path for the Republican Party to take rolling forward. It's a very interesting time in terms of the party itself. Obviously, the midterms coming up in 2022 will be very significant, both for the party and for the country, also for the Joe Biden administration in terms of what will and won't be done. We know that there will be changes in the House of Representatives just because of the census. A number of traditional Democratic strongholds uh, will be losing seats, places like New York, California, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, and many Republican strongholds will be gaining some seats, places like Texas and Florida, North Carolina, and so on. Uh, So there is a a lot on the line there in terms of the balance of power. It's fairly evenly divided in the House. Of course, it is 50-50 in the Senate with the vice president casting the deciding vote when there is a tie. Uh, So that gives the nod to the Democrats currently. So there's a lot up for grabs rolling into not just 2024 in the next presidential cycle, but uh, not that far out. 2022 is going to be a real battle. And so many people have just been looking at this high level battle in terms of what does this mean in terms of the party and the former president? uh, Or is there something more? Is there something we should be thinking again about? Uh, really interesting. I had Michael Steele on Inside Sources a few days ago. Uh, he raised the issue of Liz Cheney and what was going on. I want to get his perspective in, and then I want you to think again in some new ways as we look at what does this mean moving forward. Here's Michael Steele. And I'll give you the image uh, of the state of the party, and she is Liz Cheney. I had a, I was on uh, Brian Williams' show last night, and before I came on, A.B. Stoddard, who's a good buddy, yeah. made a profoundly important point. She said, There is no political pathway forward for Liz Cheney in this Republican Party. That is a profound statement, and it is so true, as they're about to oust this woman for her leadership post, not because she has failed on conservative principles and ideas, not because she's turned her back 
on fundamental values uh, that the party has expressed for generations. But because she stood up for the Republican democracy and said that January 6th, um, that the November election um, were not a good thing for the country uh, and that the president of her party lost that election, you know, fairly and squarely. There was no fraud. And they want to oust her from leadership. So it says a lot about where the party is and where the party wants to next take its, mm-hmm. itself. Uh, and I think that's, that's going to be a future it's going to have to come to grips with because they will be alone. Uh, so, again, fasc- fascinating insight. Uh, of course, Michael Steele is the former national chair of the Republican Party. Uh, does a lot of political commentary and consulting now. Uh, has his own radio program uh, coming out of Washington, D.C. And I think there's some interesting things in there. Again, regardless of uh, how you feel specifically about Liz Cheney, uh, I do think it's interesting to note uh, that if you go to the, the record, uh, that that is where the, the argument sort of fizzles in my perspective is, you know, if you, you can look at any measurement within the Republican Party, the Republican Party uh, – Candidates and elected officials are usually scored uh, by something coming out of the Heritage Foundation, something coming out of Club for Growth, one of those organizations. And it's interesting, Liz Cheney scores incredibly well on those scorecards in terms of, in terms of voting for conservative principles and policies. And so it's interesting to note that, uh, again, they are taking on someone uh, not because of their votes in the House of Representatives, but in their conversations uh, about the 2020 election and the former president. Uh, so I think that's an interesting thing. I think that's a difficult thing for the party. In particular, it's difficult for the party uh, because of what it will mean to either moderate Republicans, independents, uh, those that the party clearly needs to to court and bring into the tent, uh, who are just going to scratch their heads and say, wait a minute, that doesn't that doesn't ring true. Uh, it goes even further, uh, and this is where I think the party has to think again. So the, the party tried to oust Liz Cheney earlier this year, which requires two-thirds to take someone out of a leadership position uh, by the Republican conference in the House, uh, and they, they failed to do that. This time, what they've done is they've, they have floated a replacement uh, going to the old political theory that you have to have something, uh, you can't beat something with nothing. And so now they've put forward uh, Representative Stefanik uh, coming out of New York as the alternative to Liz Cheney, thinking that if there is a specific person, uh, that that might change some votes. Maybe people say, well, okay, uh, we can we can get rid of Liz Cheney as long as I know uh, Representative uh, Stefanik is going to take that spot. The, the fascinating thing, the think again moment in all of that is when you compare the policy vote scorecard, uh, Representative Cheney voted with then President Donald Trump 84 percent of the time. Uh, over twice as often as the representative from New York, Representative Stefanik, who is supposed to be the alternative now. Uh, to me, those are head scratching things uh, for a party is if, if you cannot uh, move it all forward, if you cannot say, well, we are a party of principle and policy, then what is the message? The message is, well, we are a party of personalities and politicians. I don't think that's a winning combination.
especially in the current environment here in the United States of America. And and the Democrats have gone through similar things in the past, uh, each party. In fact, I, I, I happen to agree with what uh, President Joe Biden said yesterday in terms of the Republican Party. He actually gave a really good assessment, may have been the best assessment yet, and just said the Republican Party is is going through some growing pains. They're trying to figure out who they are and where they go next and what they're going to stand for in the future. And I think that was a proper assessment, again, a surprising uh, assessment from the president of the United States. He didn't slam the Republicans. He didn't say they're horrible, evil, terrible people. He said they're just trying to figure out who they are and where they're going next. Uh, and so for the Republicans, it is time for them to think again. It's time for all of us to think through, are we basing things so much nowadays solely on the ability of someone to deliver sound bites and social media posts. So are we going to a personality politics or will we return to a battle of ideas and principles and actual policies? Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Lots to think about there. We'll continue to unpack that as we go through the week this week. Uh, Coming up in our next is now big announcement today. Uh, coming out of Utah County. It involves the former governor. He's actually going to join us. We'll talk about it. Find out what it is next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.